You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back. Homestretch, Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast on this glorious Tuesday with Raider football coming up on Sunday. Yes, the bye week is over. They get back to practice tomorrow. You'll get to see football on Sunday. You'll be excited about it. I think a win for the Raiders. We'll talk about that on Thursday. But, Mo, I want to jump in. By the way, Mo Moten, Scott Branson with you. Follow Mo on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at L-V Gully. Do us a favor. Make sure if you're listening to the show that you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. We don't care where you get it. Just subscribe to it and put it on auto-download for us. If you're watching the simulcast on YouTube and participating in the live chat, I love mixing it up with you guys in there, except for the bots. Wow, those bots are crazy. For some reason, they're really into HIV. I don't know what the deal is, but that's always the message. It's so weird. I can't figure it out. Anyway, uh, but subscribe on YouTube Hit the notifications bell so you know every time there is a new show. Mo, the trade deadline coming up here on November 1st. We talked a little about about it last week, but now we start to think about the Raiders. We talked about cornerback with Nate Hobbs on injured reserve and what they're going to be able to do there if Sam Webb is not as as healthy as they need him to be uh, and other situations don't work out. But if you look at targets for the Raiders outside of cornerback, if we look at offensive line, defensive tackle, uh, and defensive end with some of these teams that even though they might have records like the Raiders, their prospects don't seem as rosy as the Raiders. Um, Are there any names out there? Let's start with that defensive line, defensive tackle, defensive end. We've seen Chandler Jones come along, right? In that Chiefs game, he really played well in the first half. Not as good in the second half, but none of the defense did. So that's sort of like a unit thing. But when you look at that, is there an opportunity for them to get another pass rusher uh, and and put some pressure there, maybe some competition inside? Yeah, you know, it's hard to get pass rushers unless they're injury prone or just not available because no one in the NFL has given up a good pass rusher because it's one of the highest premium positions in the league. And I mentioned Sheldon Rankins last week. And then he goes out Sunday against the Packers, and he has a big game. So I don't know if the Jets are going to be willing to to deal him unless they just feel like, okay, we we want to give snaps to somebody else because they did draft Jermaine Johnson, who's a first-round pick. I know Jermaine Johnson lands out at defensive end, and Sheldon Rankin's more of an inside guy. 
but they have John Franklin Myers who can be inside mm. outside. They just paid him. So I thought maybe Sheldon Rankins could be the odd man out, but he shows up with a sack against the Packers. And now I'm thinking maybe they don't let him go. So uh, maybe the Raiders can get Solomon Thomas back. <laughs> Solomon <laughs> Thomas is not getting a lot of snaps with the Jets. Uh, he's basically, I believe, under 33% of the defensive snaps. Solomon Thomas did have a good year, kind of a resurgent year with the Raiders. I don't know if he would be a great fit for Patrick Graham, but he is versatile because he can line up in different spots. So I think it it could be a scheme fit for him, but maybe he's not fit to be with the Jets because they have so much depth there. Maybe the Raiders can get him back and he give him a little bit of a boost. I know that's not an exciting name to talk about, but again, teams are not giving up pass rushes like that because – it's the one position you need to combat some of these great quarterbacks, the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allens of the world. So uh, don't expect big names to move. And a lot of fans are wondering, Derek Brown, the Carolina Panthers, they're going to move him. Now, I saw conflicting reports about that. I saw one reporter who's part of a news station say it's basically a lock, and I put that in air quotes, a lock, that Derek Brown is going to be moved. And then Ian Rappaport kind of came along and just squashed that rumor and said, yeah, the Panthers are not trading Derek Brown. He's basically a cornerstone, and that's what I expected. I told Raider fans last week, don't expect the Panthers to move Derek Brown. Don't mm-hmm. expect them to move Brian Burns because those are the two guys that you want to attract a new head coach because, remember, they have an interim now. So mm-hmm. it goes both ways. You want a new coach in there that's going to be invested, but you also want to be able to attract a good coach. And you can say, okay, look, we have these pieces here. You Can, can you work with this? And I just don't see, it, see them dealing – Burns or Brown and trying to attract a new head coach. So, as I suggested last week, Matt Ionis is a name I would keep an eye on as far as defensive lineman because he could play the three tech, line up inside and rush the passer. He did it with the Washington Commanders. Hasn't really had a big role with the Panthers, so I don't see why they would keep a rotational player for a high price. Threads could probably get him for a future sixth or seventh round pick. Doesn't cost them much, and they can bolster the interior of the defensive line with him. Okay, I'll throw another name out at you that I was excited about in the preseason, but I knew it wasn't going to happen for the Raiders based on where they were with who they were signing and these deals, these extensions that they they poured a lot of money into. But that's Roquan Smith. I mean, we've seen what the Bears are. The Bears aren't going anywhere. Uh, If I'm the Bears and I'm looking at the fact that I need to rebuild and actually get an offensive line for my young quarterback if they're committed to him, uh, then, then a piece like Roquan Smith could be something they could generate. If you're the Raiders, would you entertain giving up that draft capital it's going to take to get a guy like that? If you get, and Mo, I say this with an if, and that is if you win five of six games um, because you've gotten a player or you win the next two before the deadline and you're on that upswing, is that someone you might consider going after? A little bit iffy because... You know, Roquan wants to be paid. So if you're giving up, <laughs> True. if you're giving up premium draft capital, you have to kind of be Sign confident him. that you can re-sign him. Because if you're not, if you're using him basically as a a what two and a half month rental, and you don't even know if you're going to be a playoff team, you you could be burning a top pick and and then losing the player in the offseason. So I would be a little iffy on that. The player I would look at, if we're talking about linebackers, off-ball linebackers, mm-hmm. I would call the Panthers about Shaq Thompson. Yeah, now, good Shaq one. Thompson isn't isn't an all-pro, pro-ball player, but pretty solid outside linebacker who's available, get you a bunch of tackles, can play downhill, can get after the quarterback if you get him on a design blitz. But Shaq Thompson is a name that I watch because I don't think he's off-limits for the Panthers simply because 
the off-ball linebacker position isn't a premium position. Uh, typically, it's hard for those players to get lucrative contract extensions unless your name is Shaq Leonard of the Colts, Fred <laughs> Warner of the 49ers, Bobby Wagner in his heyday was getting uh, he was getting big contracts. But you see why Roquan Smith had a struggle. I know he doesn't have an agent, but typically teams are not paying top dollar for outside linebackers. But Shaq Thompson has two years left on his deal, and the Panthers will be on the hook for a large portion of his contract this year. Next year, the Rays will be on the hook for about $10 million, but you can also restructure him and get that cost down a bit. Now, we talked about some offensive linemen uh, last week, Isaiah Wynn being one of those names. Anybody there, or I just get the sense, Mo, that that they're not – they're sticking with what they got at offensive line. They will continue to rotate. They'll see who solidifies themselves there. I really believe they're just in for the long haul. I hope not. Seriously, <laughs> I, I can't watch. And again, I know we beat up. I beat up on this guy a lot. I cannot watch another game with Alex Bars as a starting guard. I understand. Alex I get, Bars, fan club president. <laughs> I understand he's a physical interior lineman, but he's a backup. Let's be yeah. honest here. He is a backup interior offensive lineman. They, if Josh Jacobs has run the ball well, despite the fact that their interior offensive line is shaky at the guard positions, but they needed upgrade there. I would go after Brady Christensen of the Panthers. Again, the Panthers probably yeah. going to have a fire sale, even though they say they're not. Brady Christensen has played all four positions on the offensive line except center. Uh, first year as a rookie, played a lot of left tackle. This year, he started at left guard. And as we know, for some reason, the Raiders do not want to play John Simpson. To your point, remember, <laughs> we said that certain players just are not going to fit with the new system, the new coaching staff. And John Simpson is just one of those players because he's been benched weeks ago. And they prefer to play Alex Bars, by the way, who they cut before final cuts. So that tells, you how, that tells you how much they John think Simpson's of John Simpson. John Simpson's falling off. Yeah. He's, he's, he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded. Correct. They just say, hey, somebody come get John Simpson. We don't want him. Obviously, they don't. But I would go get Brady Christensen because he has starting experience, specifically on the left side. He can come in and play left guard for you, and I think that would be a good spot. Another guy, Austin Corbett, who played for the Rams last year, he just signed a new deal with the Panthers, so maybe a little bit harder to get him because he, they're on the hook for a lot of money. But if he's available, I would check him out. He could play the guard position as well, I believe, on the right side. So there are some upgrades out there. If you if you look in the poach from the Panthers, there are some there are some guys in their roster that you can possibly get for a low price. Yeah, including some some more wide receivers as well. So there's there's plenty of opportunity. I think they are going to clear the cupboard down in Carolina. All right, well, let's switch gears now. The Raiders. Now we believe the Raiders can win five of the next six or so and really start to make this season into something better than it has been. But if that does not happen, if this team struggles or is inconsistent, win one, lose one, win one, lose two, whatever it may be, um, and they're looking at a position where they're going to be high in the draft next year, do they start entertaining themselves um, maybe in the next couple of weeks if things start to go that way? I mean, it would be it would be unreal to think of them losing to the Texans, but if they were to lose to the Texans uh, and and start that kind of downward spiral, or... If they're just looking at uh, compiling some more draft capital, even even not related to them and their and their uh, win loss record, are there candidates for that the Raiders might be willing to move before the trade deadline? We keep hearing Cleveland Farrell 
uh, out there, which I don't believe they should do because I think he's actually come into his own on the inside and is a good, solid player. Is he a number four draft pick? No, but that we're past that. He's just a good, solid player who shows the proclivity to get better each week, which is very, very good. So you look at that. Um, that's the only guy we're hearing about. Any names, anyone you'd be willing to shop if you're the Raiders? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, uh, you you gave a bunch of guys extensions, so I would assume that the guys that you extended, and as we've talked about in this show, they can get out of Derek Carr's contract um, for a small window in the offseason. Derek Carr has a no-trade clause anyway, so any yep. trade that happens with Derek Carr, he has to stamp his approval on it. So forget about right. the Derek Carr trade talks right now. But <laughs> the guys they extended, the guys they extended, I wouldn't expect them to move any of those guys. Now, if you're talking about some lower-end role players, kind of like a Divine Diablo who hasn't popped as much as people thought he would. I could see it. Uh, Foster Moreau, because he's going to go into free agency next year anyway, and you just extended Darren Waller, so you're probably <laughs> going to lose Foster Moreau anyway. Uh, I could see that name being floated out there. A lot of people will probably bring up Josh Jacobs, but I just feel like Josh Jacobs has played so well. And he has. If, you, if, you're, if you feel like you're, you have no chance of making plays, if you're the Rays, if I'm Dave Ziegler and I, and I look at the Rays and let's say, hope this doesn't happen, but let's say the Raiders lose their next two games, right? That means they lose to the Texans and they lose to the Saints. And that game is October 30th. The trade deadline is two days later on November 1st. If you are one in six, yeah, Josh Jacobs is your best trade piece. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Running backs aren't a premium commodity in the NFL, but the way he's played, he can go to a, t- a contender and push that team over the top the way he's been playing. I would probably sell Josh Jacobs. Fans don't want to hear that, but he would be their most valuable commodity that's most likely to be moved simply because he didn't get a contract extension. They didn't exercise his fifth-year option. So with him playing at running at the rate he's running at, you say, okay, we're one in six. We're not going to the playoffs. Josh Jacobs is out there. What are you willing to give us for him? And there's plenty of teams who could use that piece. I mean, I mean, the Rams don't have any draft picks to trade, so they can't do it. But they're a team who needs a running back. I mean, you look at you look at some of these, even Baltimore. Look at Kenyon Drake had a great day this past weekend, but it's Kenyon Drake. Josh Jacobs, I think, just a better back. So there's there's lots of opportunity. And I think you're right. I think if you get to the point where if you lose two in a row or you split them and you don't feel like you're going anywhere or you don't feel like you're going to bring Josh Jacobs back next year, then you 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 have to entertain offers no matter what. You're just going to listen. Doesn't mean you actually intend on trading him, but he is by far the most valuable piece. To your point about guys that haven't been extended, Darren Waller is not worth anything. He was extended. He would be a trade piece, I think, if he had performed well. But because he doesn't have a no trade, right? So so if you look at that, but he's not there. So it's going to be Josh Jacobs, and that's it. And that's why to me. Even if the Raiders want to be sellers, I don't think they have anything really to sell. They don't. But let's say the Arizona Cardinals call because James Conner has been out. Mm-hmm. They they they've started Eno Benjamin. Uh, they they could lose. I think they're going to lose Marquise Brown for about six weeks. 
So you got De- DeAndre Hopkins and the guy you just acquired in Robbie Anderson was probably going to have to get himself acclimated to the system. Why wouldn't the Cardinals call the Raiders for Josh Jacobs if he is available? I mean, I, I could see it happening. Goes over there with former teammate Rodney Hudson, who's over there right now. I could see that being a trade deal that the Raiders would entertain if they are. Hopefully this doesn't happen. If they are one in six and just completely out of the playoff race, because you have to look at it this way. If Josh McDaniels doesn't have a good feeling about re-signing Josh Jacobs anyway, why not get something for him? Right. No, that's exactly right. That's what you have. That's how you have to look. I mean, it is a business. I know fans will, mm-hmm. well, Josh Jacobs, uh, again, it all depends on where you think your team is. Now, the Raiders yep. win two in a row. Of course not. You're three and four. You're one game below 500, and you're right there. So you, you don't think about trading that piece. But but to me, it was it was worthy of a discussion uh, around that, and, and I appreciate it as well. All right, we are up against it here, the final few minutes of Silver and Black today on this Tuesday. We certainly appreciate you guys being back with us and for subscribing to the podcast or subscribing to the YouTube channel, so thank you for that. Mo, we're going to check out right now when we get back tomorrow. It's another mailbag edition. We love the mailbag show. We're also adding a new feature to the mailbag show where in the last segment, I'm going to do a lightning round. I'm just going to ask Mo questions, and I will also answer them. But they're around culture, movies, food, uh, you name it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to make it a little more fun as well, in addition to all your great questions, which continue to pour in, so we appreciate that. Mo, have a great Tuesday, my man. I will talk to you tomorrow. Yes, Raider fans, take a deep breath. The Raiders (laughs) are not going to lose to the Texans. Be easy out there. There you go. Mo Moten, make sure you check out his work on Bleacher Report and SportsNot.com. Follow him on Twitter at Mo Moten. I am at LV Gully on Twitter. Scockle Branson for Mo Moten for the entire crew, including our producer, David Stepanian, here at Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow here on Silver and Black Today. Take care, everybody.